Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the engineers at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning here in New England. Um, but Dennis and I are here live, two couple of pasty white computer geeks uh, here inside the studio, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We also are on WTIC's Facebook page. If you are still using Facebook for whatever reason and you would like to see us uh, live, go ahead and check out WTIC's Facebook page, and you will see us here in studio um, doing what we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so check that out. And uh, yes, we have been uh, away for a couple of weeks there, and uh, I was in the lovely state of Florida. And uh, happy to be back. Great time of year to be back. Uh, down there, it's the wet heat. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we're back and uh, here to help help you out this morning. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best. So lots of news that happened over the past uh, couple weeks, and this one is fairly recent. Uh, Washington Post had a story. Uh, the FBI, now we've given the FBI a lot of credit for when uh, they were helping us out, all companies out, with the attacks on the exchange issues that Microsoft left wide open for a decade on all flavors of exchange. Because what does Microsoft do when they rewrite software? They just retread the same old crap mm -hmm. and put a new date on it. Just keep tacking on to the old code. Yeah, so every time we're providing a new server generation to a client, Server 2019, Exchange, Exchange 2016, Exchange 2013. You think it's a nice new system, right, Dennis? It's not. Well, no. No. Why would they do that? It's just retreaded, <laughs> same old crap. Right. So in this case, they, had their, they did a great job helping us out and, and trying to help the, all sorts of thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses that were hit with, with this uh, vulnerability in Exchange. In this case, they didn't help us out. Now, if you're an MSP, a managed service provider is what they're called, mm -hmm. they, use a, they charge you for a, a, very, a lot of money for a tool called Kaseya. And Kaseya was hit uh, with a ransomware attack directly. It's a, basically, they got right into the, into the software and delivered ransomware to Kaseya customers. So if you happen to be a, a company that was using an MSP that used Kaseya, you were impacted. You were nailed. Yeah, you got all, all ransomed. Your whole system got encrypted. And the FBI mm -hmm. held 
They could have let you have the keys. They held the digital keys that could have unlocked what? all those. Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand. I mean, why they did this? They were trying to do some sort of sting about the uh, try to nail the uh, Russian-based criminal gang Revil. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, in June, those guys attacked a meat processing company called JBS. And at that time, I guess, the folks at the FBI got in and got the encryption keys and had them. The same bad guys went ahead and did this Kaseya attack using the same, same encryption. They used the same keys? Correct, which according to Kaseya, it's a Miami IT firm, um, 54 of its clients were directly influenced. However, 54 clients, it actually ended up being 800 to 1,500 businesses of those 54 oh, companies yes. were impacted. I get it. And if the FBI gave the decryption keys to Kaseya, those folks could have been taken care of rather fast. Yeah. They didn't. They hung on to them for three weeks. So those poor companies were dealing with this ransomware attack because of their MSP being impacted, and the FBI let them, you know, hang, hung them out to dry to, for a sting. Look, guys. And, and did the sting even work? No. Of um, course not. It's, again, it's... Thanks to cryptocurrency, I and mean, funny the Chinese are smart enough about cryptocurrency, but yes, thanks to cryptocurrency, are. this crap continues. And you know, if you really wanted to stop ransomware from occurring, make cryptocurrency illegal, like the Chinese have figured out. That's right. <laughs> the Chinese just took a wrecking ball to the Bitcoin market globally. Right. They made uh, any kind of cryptocurrency transactions within their country illegal. Right. You cannot get their currency out of Bitcoin. It's about time. Can't be done. Right. And a lot of the operators are where, Eric? In China. Half of them are actually doing the processing in China. Those rigs are all there, cranking up so much electricity and so much pollution. And uh, even China's upset about that, which they should be. Well, yeah. At least least they're doing something. Right. Well, we know why they're doing something. A communist country wants to control their population. True. We understand why they're doing it. They don't want alternate money running around in their country. Right. But at least they have a good idea. Yes. Yeah. And they're going through with it. Yeah. Now all of the cryptocurrency exchanges within China either have to run offshore or they just close up. Right. And are you going to, you know, are you going to go after, if you're a crypto miner in China, do you, are, are you, you're going to continue, or are you going to find yourself disappeared? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I figure those guys have to be shutting down. Yeah, I, I, and I, I you're, if you want to use your fake money, go ahead, right? But here in America, we got to regulate this thing. I mean, as a libertarian, I understand why you like the idea of cryptocurrency. We've had discussions with folks who've called in and talk about it, but it is a mess. The fact that we let this technology exist and we have to pay ransom to folks in Russia, I mean. It's ridiculous because they ransom our companies, thanks to Microsoft. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, it's just nuts. So we, we either need to regulate the heck out of this stuff or make it illegal like China has. You know? Yeah. If you want to, let's just do it in airline miles, right? <laughs> Something other than cryptocurrency. So what else did you have, Dennis, you want to talk about? Well, uh, remember the... Print nightmare, nightmare that Still going we on. heard about back yeah. in June. Another retread issue with Microsoft. It is, it is continuing. It is still a nightmare, right? Across all flavors of Microsoft. Yes, Windows. Ser- well, it mostly affects uh, Windows Server centered environments, but it can right. affect 
any Windows machine, depending on how it's set up and how you're printing. And any flavor of Windows Server, uh, my, what, my point would be. What Microsoft did is instead of patching the actual exploit, right? what they did is they placed barriers on the print service itself. Mm-hmm making it harder for your computers to do what they need to do in order to print. Right. Latest thing is you now cannot install a printer without having admin rights Mm -hmm. on your computer. Mm -hmm. Now, as you know, a lot of people out there are on corporate networks running as what? Standard users. Right. Non-admin. So they're trying to add printers, can't do it. Right. Um, in some cases, the printing service on their workstations isn't even working right mm-hmm. because of this barrier. Right. And Microsoft simply will not. They will not patch the exploit. They are covering it up. It's amazing. And it's creating havoc. And it's repeated. And I feel terrible for our customers that are calling up because right. they can't print. <laughs> And well, they've all we've all been trying to go paperless for years, Dennis. I and, mean, and <laughs> I we're going to do it thanks to Microsoft. I got a call on this, and I said, you know, quite frankly, Microsoft's original answer to this problem when it first became known yeah. was, "Don't print." <laughs> yes, that was their answer, and they're sticking with that. Right, uh, it's just incredible how resistant they are to actually fixing the problem. Right, trillion dollar, multi trillion dollar company that's figured out how to rent Word to you can't figure out how to fix the printing issue they have oh they're real good at, at renting word to you and then making it uh, and then making it activate on the computer over and over again right but print Forget no it. don't print i have another story about microsoft azure so the azure cloud uh is something that a lot of businesses are using and there's in this case this is another vulnerability thanks to microsoft so if you spun up a linux um vm in the azure cloud uh you're all happy you're running a linux configuration you're running your linux server and everything's happy and no problems going on there well it turns out there's a big vulnerability in the microsoft tool that they load on your linux server unbeknownst to you unbeknownst to you so your linux is not actually linux it's, it's linux, linux with a it's, little something shimmed in got a little microsoft tool in there called omi OMIGD or something like that. I'll find the link for it. And it turns out it's a Microsoft. There's a big, huge Microsoft vulnerability that gives the bad guys root access to your Linux server. Root access. Root access. And and Microsoft, being that you'd think that this is a cloud solution that they've rented to you for extra extra money here. Hey, put it in our cloud. We'll take care of everything. Guess who has to patch it? Oh, let me guess. The sysadmins. Of all, yep. Microsoft's not fixing it. So you got to do it yourself. Thanks, Microsoft. So they go and wreck everybody's virtual machines on their own data centers. On their own Azure and cloud. And then all those people have to go in and fix them. Right. Root access. Root, Root access. access. Yep. So again, the idea of the cloud is supposed to be promising you IT folks out there who love the cloud so much, no maintenance, right? You're right. going to sit in front of your CIO and say, hey, let's spin it up here. Microsoft's going to take care of it. Right. They, no, take, they take all the maintenance off our hands. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. Think again. Oh. Think again. So, uh, you know, it's just crazy out there. And we're just living it. We're living the dream. We don't sleep much um, as IT people, thanks mm-hmm. to Microsoft. Again, when this thing happened with the Exchange servers, oh. I mean, in my career, you'd, I would never have guessed every flavor of Exchange Microsoft ever put out was simply a retread. I mean, we all knew Windows is always a retread of, of the basic kernel, the operating right. system. But you'd think with the Exchange level, or the server level stuff, they would have 
<laughs> done something new. Especially because it fundamentally doesn't work the way it did when Exchange was originally released. Right, except for the big wide open vulnerability. Ugh. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, uh, Steve and Vernon and Rachel and Weathersfield, hang on. Two lines open for you guys. Get online. We'll be right back. Wait, wait a minute. You have a smart speaker, and you're not using it to listen to WTIC News Talk 1080. <laughs> what a waste of technology. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we have two lines open for you this morning. Get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're going to get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Steve and Vernon first. Hey, Steve, you there? Yes, I am. Morning, sir. What can we do for you? When, um, I did the August update on Windows 10 early, earlier this month. All right. And after that, when I started the well, it start, restarted itself. The uh, photo that initially comes up was, was good, but when I went to sign on, there was no block to put my uh, code to sign in. Hmm. You're not getting a login anymore after you did the update? I'm not getting the login screen. Whoa. So your computer no longer works for you. That's right. And then when I tried to, well, I did a hard restart, now I've got a blank screen with that blue rotating. The little I spinner? A delay button. It responds to the mouse, but that's it. Yeah, that'll teach you to do any Windows updates, won't yeah, it? That's right. No <laughs> sure. <more updates> for me. <laughs> uh, one thing that I might suggest, while you're on that screen with blue with nothing in it, yeah. have you tried hitting Control-Delete? Oh, welcome to our world. <laughs> well, there's two computers here. Yeah. It's not responding to that. It's not responding to that. Can you get in a safe mode? Can you force it in a safe mode? Sometimes forcing it in a safe mode well, and then forcing I, it out. I can give it a shot, but how would I do that? Uh, you can just button smash the F8 as it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come up. That's the problem. Well, as it comes up. So basically, you turn the you know, shut the machine down. and a hard, then... hard restart? Uh, you can do a hard restart because you can't get to you anything can, right now. Matter of fact, um, hang on, wait, hang on. Dennis has got an idea. What I was going to say is, I think maybe you wanted to do a repair. Um, well, and, I do, but if I could. Well, I'll tell you how to do that. What you do is you let it power up, and then you press and hold the power button until it goes off. Then you power it up, press and hold the power button until it goes off, and you do that. Either one or two more times, so either three times total or four. I don't. I forgot the count. There's a Microsoft hamster, in the and well, it saw, eventually you know, I will. Saw that response, and I did that, and that's what brought me to where I am now. Oh, you did the automatic repair? No, I never got to that. Oh, it okay. Do, it wouldn't do that. You well, you've got to do it. You've got to do it either three or four times, right in a row. I did it three times in a row. I saw. I saw was a comment you were referring to. Okay. Okay. And that didn't work, huh? Well, that brought me to where I am now, <laughs> which is nowhere. Right. Um, all right. Well, can we get can we get him in a safe mode, Dennis? Wouldn't that be uh, uh, trying yeah, to force let's him in a safe see how mode? How to get there? Hang I on. would think as you power up. I think it's F eight that you force it in a safe yes. mode. Yes. So come up from a cold boot, and you know the old button smash uh, keyboard smash there of the F eight key. Do this. Okay. And try to get the uh, screen to come up and get it into safe mode. That's a way to fix this issue, according to a 
2019 document I'm reading. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this has been happening for years <laughs> to people just like you. You're not alone, Steve. You're not alone. No. And then if you get into safe mode, it might, it just might correct the issue. Yeah, um, it's possible. You can also try to roll back if you're able to. Yeah, because what, in order to get to safe mode, it's going to give you a troubleshooting screen. And one of the options, I think, is to roll back also. Yeah. Right there at that. So you can either ask for safe mode or roll, roll back. back. How old is this computer, Steve? Less than a year. Less than a year old. Oh, that it should, hurts. It should definitely handle the update. It should. Absolutely. Something went poorly on the update. So we're running out of time here. Um, go ahead and get into safe mode, then get back out of safe mode and see if you come up. You want to stay on hold? Sure. All right, we'll keep you on hold. Yeah. All right, so we'll have uh, Steve do his thing. Let me put him on hold. It's been a little while. Uh, feel free to get online yourself, guys. 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. Also, you can follow us on Facebook over at WTIC's Facebook page if you're still on Facebook these days. Um, actually, I have heard of Facebook referred to as the modern day AOL. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I can't disagree. Uh, so we're out there on that. Feel free to take a, take a look there. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And, of course, if you go ahead and go to our uh, Facebook page and like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, all this will get into your news feed as long as Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy and you're not in Australia. We'll be right back. <laughs> Want to have a little fun? Follow us on Instagram at WTIC1080. Back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. All four lines are all jammed up. We do appreciate that on a Saturday morning. And Dennis and I will do our best to help you out with your phone calls. We were working with Steve this morning to start, and uh, we're back, Steve. How's your how's the reboot going? Well, the reboot worked, and now I have the uh, choice of uh, continuing the world Windows 10, turn off, use a device, and and the fourth one, troubleshoot. I assume that's the one. Troubleshoot, yes. Yes, sir. Look at that. We're making progress. Woo! Yes, we are. So you're going to go ahead and troubleshoot. Reset or advanced? Uh, go to advanced. Setup repair? Um, startup settings, command prompt, uninstall updates. I would, I would go with the startup repair. If you can get that option on your screen and do it, that's what I would do. Yeah, it's got my name in there. All right. So we're we're making progress here, Steve. Woo. Okay. I'm gonna put you, we're gonna put you on hold as things move forward here. Um, okay. And uh, we'll get back to you. All right. Yes, very good. All right. So Steve Great. is cooking with gas. Although we're diagnosing oh, in real time. I dropped him. <gasps> Joey, he'll call back. Make sure you grab Steve again. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I, I'm you know a little rusty. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to Rachel in Weathersfield. Hey, Rachel, what's up? Hi, um, I have a Wi-Fi question I hope you guys can help me with. Me too. Uh, we have GoNet Speed. Nice. And um, I have two teenagers who uh, stream, and we're all, you know, on and off our phones, yeah. needing, you know, wanting the Wi-Fi. We've got TVs, video mm -hmm. games. And um, at least once a day, sometimes more than once a day, um, somebody will turn on their device, and it'll boot everybody off the Internet. So then we'll have to unplug the router and plug it back in. What kind of router do you have, Rachel? Uh, Nighthawk. How old is it? Mm, oh, probably two or three years. Hmm, it's still kind of young. 
It does sound yeah. like the it's the router's issue. It's not GoNetStream's problem. It's your router. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah. If it. Yeah. And if it's if one device uh, authenticating to it then bumps other people, um, that sounds like a hardware problem in the router. Yeah. Because that's affecting that's affecting the actual radio transmissions. Mm-hmm. And it's stopping its transmissions to those other devices and just transmitting to one. Right. Okay. Have you been in the Nighthawk at all? Have you updated it lately? No. So that you... might that would definitely be worth doing. If there happens to be any kind of a known bug in the router itself, and if Netgear has fixed that, yep. uh, then the firmware may correct that. Sure. So go and log into your night Nighthawk, update the firmware. While you're in there, configure OpenDNS. Have you done that? No. All right. You're going to do that, too. Um, that way you have a more secure, more safe Internet, and you can also add filtering to your Internet so you can actually decide to block certain types of things on your network that you wouldn't be proud of. Um, okay. So you can, can confi- I'm so sorry. Can you please say the first thing again? I have a pen now. So I'm oh, gonna go, sure. I'm going to re- You're going to go no. into your router. You're going to log into your router. Um, okay. Follow the instructions. I assume you changed the password to the admin when you first got the router, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. And if you didn't, you're going to do that too. Um, okay. Log in, update the firmware if there's a okay. way to update the firmware. If there is not a way to update the firmware, I would tell you to, that it's probably a router issue. You should replace the router. Yeah. But if there's, a, if there's an update available, update it. Okay. While you're also in there, go to our website and look for the configuration information as to how to configure OpenDNS on your router. Okay. And that way you're going to have a much safer internet uh, so that your folks aren't searching and doing things on the internet they shouldn't be doing. Okay, thank you. Yeah. If, if we try to do all this and it doesn't work and we do need a new router, yeah. do you have one you recommend? I like the Linksys. Um, that's what I've been doing. We've posted some options in the past on past shows, some Linksys okay. versions you can take a look at. And Nighthawk's not bad either. And you no. just could have just have a failing router. That happens. Oh, it does. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Rachel. Good luck. All right. Have a good one. You Thank too. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, let's move on again to uh, Maria. Maria. What's going on, Maria? Hi. Good morning, Eric. Ah, Maria. Um, I know Maria's voice. Yes, right. I have to thank you. Okay. For tabs. I must say I had been experiencing for a year with you had on your show one day talking about hacking into your internet. Mm. They hacked into my internet mm. and they hacked into my television. I remember that. Lived, yeah. Remember that? And yeah. I couldn't solve it. Let me tell you, someone suggested, I know you're an analytical company, uh, Tabsys, mm. but John, John Allen is his name. Mm-hmm. He, he's your vice president. Is he? Yes, he's uh, he's not in Connecticut though. He's in another state, and he happened to uh, I called, and he happened to return my call. Hmm. And what he suggested was I changed internet companies. Yeah, he told me to get an expert, hmm. so I did. Um, uh, with this internet company here in Connecticut, nice. This expert got on the phone with me for an hour and a half. For free, I hope. He changed everything, Eric. Was it free? 
It was all free. Very nice. This, by the way, so we don't have a person named John Allen in Tab, nor do we have somebody outside of the state. So you might have called the wrong number. But no, I'm glad it? your problem. Is his first name is John. We don't have anybody named John. No. At Tab. But that's okay. Uh, your problem I was solved. Made, I probably made a mistake and, and got the wrong name, and I apologize. No, it's okay. But, but whatever they did yeah. is after being harassed for almost a year. Yeah, you're fixed. Yes, he changed everything. He nice. changed my network name. He changed my password. He changed my soundbar. Wow. He changed everything. Wow. And they cannot hack into my TV anymore. And they did it all for free? All for free. Wow, you, you called the right number somehow, but it wasn't us. <laughs> no, it <laughs> but wasn't us. We're, 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 <laughs> but we're glad you resolved. I think I've got the wrong name. I probably have because it happened about uh, a month ago, and I've just, I'm sorry if I... No, it's okay. I've, no, hey, but, uh, being hacked is a very traumatic experience, and you know, sure. you've been through it, I guess, and now you're in better shape, and we're glad you called. Either way, even if we weren't of any service to you. <laughs> right. Um, I, yes, it isn't that I have an internet problem. Not anymore. Nice. Not anymore. Awesome, Maria. So I, and uh, Dennis, welcome to um, the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, and Eric is a wonderful guy, and I listen every week. Well, we appreciate it, Maria. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. All right. That's Maria in Rocky Hill. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Steve, call back. I Sorry I dropped you. Uh, four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Get online. We'll be right back. The Tom Shattuck Show, weekdays 10 till 2 on WTIC News Talk 1080. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we are live. And the stream stopped streaming. I don't know why. I'll work on that uh, during the next break. And uh, let's get right to your calls. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. we got Don and Avon next. What's happening, Don? Hello? Hey, good morning. Yes. Um, I got a question. You keep mentioning about the cloud and yeah. the cloud being, you know, not uh, hack- attackable. Who says that? I build my own cloud at home. Like I got a, a wait done done. Digital. Hang on, before you go, what did you say that the, the cloud is not hackable? No, no, it is hackable. Yes, it oh, is. Oh yeah. Okay, go so, ahead. Um, about that is, I just signed up, signed up for a cloud service. Yeah. And then you guys came along and said, well, you know, it takes a long time to do anything with it, and it's not secure. Right. So I got a WD my cloud drive. Yep. Four terabyte. Mm-hmm. Is that secured on my network? <laughs> That's a loaded question. That's a, that it's a relative term. Uh, it depends on what it is that you are doing with it and how you've set it up. And also, recently, my cloud devices, the ones prior to that one, were all deleted. There was a issue with them um, being impacted by a hacker who basically sent out a code to all these devices and deleted them all. Right, and they. they Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, well. That that's an older model, right? And I don't think those models would be called um, my cloud. They're I not. don't think they would have had that label on them, right? But the issue is, you know, if they stop supporting them, meaning uh-huh. they stop patching them and updating them, my, uh, Western Digital's take was, eh, it's not our fault. <laughs> we we didn't, you know, we stopped supporting them. So it's like your refrigerator stops working because GE stopped supporting it because. You know, they, there's no software for the update on you know making your ice cubes, and and all your food gets destroyed 
And GE's like, ah, we stopped supporting it. <laughs> Come on. So well, in your, if your case, you can configure a, a MyCloud if you want, but as far as being secure, it really comes down to it, rel relativity. Yeah, it depends on how you've set it up. Now, if you're using uh, Western Digital's own login service to connect to it when mm -hmm. you're outside of your own home network, yeah, that's yep. relatively secure as far as Western Digital is able to keep it secure. Right. All right? Now... The, there are other ways to go with these where you can actually configure your own firewall to allow direct access from outside to your, your NAS drive, which is what your Western right. Digital drive is. But I do not recommend going that route. I mean, that's the way people used to do it. Mm -hmm. And I used to have a drive like that. Mm -hmm. That thing's gone now. Right. I don't use it that way. Because firewalls have their own problems. Right. Firewalls have their own problems. Plus, it's... It, if somebody figures out which port is being translated mm -hmm. through the the firewall, then they've got direct access to one device on your network, and that can give them a footprint in your own network. Right. But it's secure if you're if you're just setting it up the way Western Digital will prompt you in their wizard. Um, then it will be secure in as far as Western Digital is able to keep it secure because you're using an account on their systems in order to reach into your uh, drive when you're outside. Right. Now it's hooked up to my my router. Um, because you got to uh, use a Cat five six cable or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's the only way. You could get outside. Yeah, all right. So there's nothing I could do about uh, I shouldn't be concerned or should be concerned. or Because I am a small person, you know, in, in this big world of things, you know. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> well, be, did, did, you, did you set up uh, outside access on this, or have you never gotten to that point where you were asked? No, I could access it from my phone. I, okay. I take my pictures from my clothes. All right, and you're using an app on your phone to do that? I'm using an app on my phone to do that. All right. Then you're using their service, and that should be relatively secure. Again, yeah. We'll put it in air quotes. To, to the limit that they can keep it secure for you. Right. And, it's, only, uh, it's only secure until it's not, and that's the problem these days. Yeah. Is that, you know, you got programmers that will work hard to make things easily accessed first rather than go with the, re the reverse and make it hard to access. It's always done with the more wide-open approach versus the lockdown approach now one thing that's nice if about your bank that, worked that way you'd have no money in your bank by the way oh <laughs> one thing that's nice about that is that they build in uh well tls security so that once you're connected um your phone anything your phone is sending to the drive and then back is encrypted along the way right, yeah that's nice so i mean that that helps i'm is it is it secure until it is until it's not done? So you should always be concerned, and that's why we have no hair and have no sleep. No, no like in this situation here, like when uh, Western Digital, you know, like if I hear something in the news that it's been compromised, removing it from my network is that positive or network? I mean, what are you doing when you hear that well, news? Back, if you're talking about that particular problem that we were mentioning or right. that Eric mentioned. Um, yeah, that was Western Digital's advice to people is disconnect the drive. Yeah, quick, quick, disconnect it before <laughs> the bad guy deletes all your data. But then, of course, you you can't get to it anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> So yeah. that's, yeah. Or it could be, you know, permanent. 
that's sort of like Microsoft's solution to print nightmare. No you print. know, turn off the print spooler and don't print. Right. Or so. Apple's solution when their Apple device when their phone didn't work so well, they would say you're holding. Don't it wrong. hold it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I got two Western digital drives. One's it's considered an S drive and it's older. Right. Yeah. And the newer one is the MyCloud Home. Right. Is that also a NAS drive? Yes. Yeah, it's just a different label for it. Okay. Now, I only have one of these. Is that a secure way of doing backups? Um, only until it's not. So the problem with having access to only one recovery point, that NAS, is that if that NAS fails or is encrypted because you bring in malware that encrypts it, then you have no way to get your, your data back other than paying the ransom. So having multiple shots at your data is always the approach that we would recommend anybody do, whether it's a business or your home. I mean, I've talked to so many companies. I was talking to a Egan air conditioning company where his backup was literally on his thumb drive hanging from his Ford keys on his truck. Um, I don't understand. I mean, that's not a good backup, right? So that's one shot at your data. So I also have a USB drive that I back up to, but that's connected to the computer too. So these things are always connected. Right, disconnect well, them when you're done. Go yes, ahead. especially that USB drive on the computer. What I would do is once it's backed up for the day, pull it out. It's called air gapping. Right. I can't do that with my my cloud. No. No, that would be that would be full time twenty four seven. No, is that really that insecure? Well, it's all well, it's all relative. It's I, only that's only what until I was a vulnerability at. is found. It's yeah. It all depends on a lot of factors. You know, maybe maybe five or six years ago, we would have had more confidence as IT people. But we know how the sausage is made, man. You don't want to eat the sausage. You really don't, and it, yeah. you just can't trust anything anymore. So I'm stuck. You got to do it. You should back it up. You got to do it. And if you really want to share the data, what you're doing is the the best way that we can think of doing it the most secure way, but it, it only is until it's not. Right. Until you, until you hear someone on the news tell you the Western Digital MyCloud has been hacked and all your credentials are out there uh, and people are accessing your data, right? Until you hear that news story, which, I don't know, maybe that's in three months, maybe that's in two years, maybe it doesn't happen. We don't know. Yeah, it might never happen. Or it could happen tomorrow. Right. Make so sure I you use a good password, Don. What, 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 that I did a disk image, too, and things like that. Yeah. They keep that, or does that make a redundance or not? Any kind of redundant backup and is a good idea. Extra backups okay. are always good. What kind of password did you use, Don, in the uh, MyCloud service? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, oh rats. All right. Good start. All right. <laughs> he learned. <laughs> All right, Don. Good luck, sir. Thank you very much, sir. You're okay. welcome. So, yeah, I mean, I wish we could tell you definitively your stuff is safe, but we really can't. Um, it's really bad out there. So feel free to get online. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. So one more hour. Get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And I'll get the stream working again. I don't know what happened. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.